0: This week's Pilch Point with Avram Pilch is proudly powered by PureVPN. Uh, obviously, as uh, as the internet <laughs> gets weirder and weirder, uh, tr- hiding your uh, your browsing history is becoming more and more important. Whether it be from Google and Facebook or just your ISP, and uh, a VPN like PureVPN is a great way to do that. And right now, for our viewers and listeners, they're they're running a deal where you can get uh, for two years of service, you can get $2.88 a month uh, instead of the normal $10.95 as a 74% discount, uh, which is a great deal. And to get that deal, all you have to do is go to pilchpoint.live slash PureVPN. So it, we, we've talked, I know obviously we've talked a lot about the Raspberry Pi. <laughs> over the last couple of months because it's an awesome device with so many uses, but, uh, you have an interesting thing with it, right?
1: So I wanted to talk a little bit about overclocking and, uh, the Raspberry Pi is a good example of something that, that overclocks. So here I have a a Raspberry Pi 4B and I have a fan on it. Uh, and, um, now you too, can get this from its native 1.5 gigahertz speed up to 2.147 or 2147 megahertz speed that's a boost of of more than of more than 25 percent um now if you're not familiar with overclocking you could do this to your pc as well um raspberry pi makes it really easy in that, all you have to do is go into a configuration file, a text file, um, on the boot disk, change a couple of values to actually tell it to go up to uh, this speed, and then also tell it to to pro- apply more voltage to the processor. So, what are you doing when you're really uh, when you're overclocking? Well, what you're doing is you're forcing the CPU. To boost to a faster clock speed, which means it's completing more cycles, it's it's getting through the tasks faster than it would at a lower at the lower speed. So most PC CPUs have what we call a base clock speed. Let's say it's uh, you know let's say it's a Core i5 processor, and the base clock speed is. You know, two point two gigahertz, but it also has an advertised boost speed that maybe will take it to, you know, three point two gigahertz or something like that. Um, and what you can do with overclocking is try to force your chip to go even faster than the fastest it's than the fastest that it's rated for. Um, so a lot of a lot of newer PCs actually give you an overclocking, overclocking options in the BIOS that are just automatic overclocking. You don't even have to think about how much voltage to apply or try and figure, do any anything manual. Uh, but of course, you need a processor that's overclockable. Uh-huh. Um, obviously, with Raspberry Pi, everyone can be overclocked. But with a uh, with a, with a Windows PC, if you have an Intel CPU, it has to be unlocked for overclocking, which means it has to be a model with a K at the end of the model number. Uh, so, like the Core i nine nine thousand nine hundred K, is the is the top CPU around, and that is unlocked for overclocking. Um, similarly, you. If you're, on a, if you're using an AMD Ryzen chip, uh, they are all unlocked for overclocking by default, but they don't leave a ton of extra um, megahertz on the table. Uh, so you, you can get a little bit more performance, but not a ton by overclocking. Uh, and of course, there are pe- people who will just do whatever they can to push the chip to the highest that they can get it. Uh, the key thing to keep in mind is, it's very much about a couple of things: cooling. So Raspberry Pi doesn't come with a fan. Here I have this P- pimaroni fan shim uh, on it. Yeah. It would way overheat uh, being overclocked if I didn't have this cooling on it. Um, we have a writer at Tom's Hardware. His name is Splave, and he is a world. Uh, he is often, depending on the week, but usually the number one world's number one ranked overclocker. And he is a competitive overclocker he uh he he uses liquid nitrogen to cool cpus to below to something like 80 degrees celsius below zero uh you know way below zero in an attempt to get them to go to speeds that you just couldn't you know normally get maybe you have a processor that's normally 4.6 gigahertz and he can get it up to seven or 7.2 For a short time by pouring (laughs) liquid nitrogen on it now That's not really practical for your everyday person and it's not really when you're doing that kind of overclocking You're just doing it to compete Uh to see how fast you can get it. You're not doing it to use Um, but Everybody can benefit from overclocking Um, From overclocking they just you just need good cooling You need a CPU and motherboard that's supported if you're doing it on a PC. If you're doing it on a Raspberry Pi, check out my article on Tom's Hardware about how to do it because it's really, really easy. Um, But everybody can benefit. Now, it leads to the question of why would you need to overclock something? Why doesn't it just come from the factory set at the highest possible speed? What are these companies thinking? giving me something that's not set for the maximum speed it can do well the reason why is when they manufacture cpus at the factory whether it's a intel cpu and B cpu one of these broadcom chips that's used in in a raspberry pi they they're not all created equal they it so you know five cpus made in the same plant uh around the same time might have different maximum speeds that they could theoretically obtain. You might have something that's rated to go up to 4.6 gigahertz, but really it's capable of doing five and a half gigahertz, but it's, uh, it's brother or sister right next to it might, might only get to 5.2 gigahertz because it's called the Silicon lottery. Not all chips of the same type are created equal. So the company's, know what sort of the lowest common denominator that they can guarantee that these chips will hit. And that's what they rate them for. And that's what they spec them to do. Uh, but what you can do is try to push yours to the highest it can achieve. So, you know what? I tried on two different Raspberry Pis and I got to exactly 2,147 megahertz, even one megahertz more than that. And the, and it wouldn't boot, um, you, wow. uh, You know, you might get a Raspberry Pi that doesn't go any higher than than two gigahertz. Someone else who knows, I haven't heard of anyone, but someone else might be able to get theirs up to 2160 megahertz uh, before before it becomes unstable and won't boot. So that's that's the fun of overclocking is you've got to try to push your silicon to the limit and you might luck out and yours might be a little better than mine. Professionals like Splave actually do something called binning, binning, where a company, you know, they, they can't afford to do this on their own, but uh, there are companies that sponsor competitive overclockers, and they might send them 20 different copies of the CPU to test, and they might they do something called binning, where they figure out which ones go into the highest speed bin, which of these 20 CPUs you gave me is the best one and go the fastest, and that's what I'm going to use competitively. So, you know that's that's uh, you know that's what the competitive, that's what the pros do but you don't need to be a pro. all you need to do is uh, explore the overclocking options in your BIOS make sure that you actually have hardware that supports overclocking and you can get a little bit extra and if you have a Raspberry Pi you can definitely do it uh, check check out my article on how to do it on Tom's hardware.
0: And obviously like you said, um, one of the one of the keys, to making it work is is cooling, because the the more the more you put through it, the hotter the processor will get, and the more likely that it will just you know melt off the board, not really, but you know what I mean uh, um, yeah, and the, in the last the couple of years I just
1: wanna
0: I would say in the last couple of years we've gotten lucky as as like the water cooling rigs have really become easy to deal with. Um, it used to require like this big external radiator and you had to refill it all the time. Yeah. And and now, you know, companies like Razor have these these pre-made snap yeah, them on film ones, and kind and of never deal out, with them. all
1: in one. Yeah, I think they even come filled a lot of time, but probably the thing is what folks do need to know is that do not worry about breaking your your hardware through overclocking Uh, modern cpus are made to shut themselves off if they get too hot so it's very it's unlikely i mean if you push something to its limit maybe your cpu will wear out sooner maybe you you know maybe a couple years maybe instead of lasting you you know eight years it lasts you four or something like that so or three you know who knows, you know, you're, you're sort of giving it a little more wear and tear, it's true. But, um, you know, you can certainly get a lot, get more performance. But your computer will not, like, melt or explode from you attempting to overclock it. If you push it too hard, it will simply shut itself off, you know, to, to cool. Or it will downclock itself. Uh-huh. So there's a lot of fail-safes built into modern modern chips be they CPUs or 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 you can also overclock your graphics card or overclock your memory
0: yeah my my brother was just my brother has been doing overclocking for a while and he told me he he just did overclocking on his RAM and I'm like that uh, obviously there's there's benefit there but it, it is such a weird sentence to say out loud
1: yeah
0: well Uh, obviously, obviously it's super cool. Like you said, you know, a lot of people can benefit from it. Um, the, the reason why the, the computer that we use for the show is still in place and has not been replaced is because it was from the old, uh, AMD phantom line. And so it, uh, it had some. Some pretty heavy overclocking capabilities built into it. It was uh, AMD's early, like consumer overclocking, and so we've kicked this thing up about eighteen percent above what it, what it is uh, consumer rated for. Obviously, we've got water cooling and stuff on it, but you know, it's this thing has way outlived its theoretical usefulness because, you know, those phantom processors came out with Windows Seven, so that. <laughs> this thing has it should not be able to power the show but it does because of because of overclocking. so there's definitely some benefits out there. Well, I appreciate it Avram. I have not read your uh, your article on on the Raspberry Pi overclocking. I cannot wait to go take a look at that.
1: Yeah, so we believe that this is the highest anyone has clocked to to because um, we are using the latest firmware. Uh, but if anybody beats it, please let me know.
0: <laughs> well, I hope... Obviously, one of the things in the competitive overclocking world is beat me. Right? Br- yeah. Bring it yeah, on, beat that's, me.
1: I, I mean, it, it, it's... Yeah, I mean, I have nothing but respect and, you know, just great admiration for... Uh, people like Splave who just do this to push the hardware to its limit um, you know there's a real something really great about doing something just to see what the, what the maximum
0: is what the limit is for sure well as always Avram, I, I appreciate it this is a, a yeah. fascinating topic yeah. and I cannot wait to yeah. see what we uh, what we talk about next time